You're listening to The Dollop. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Once a week, I, fruit eater, mm. man of the people, <laughs> Burbank wanderer, Dave Anthony. Where were you wandering? Reads a story from American history to my friend. I want to know where you're going. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. But where are you, where are you wandering? Well, I'll tell Burbank? you what. I got lost in Ikea yesterday. Wow. Uh, it's a big store. It's the wow. biggest store, biggest Ikea in the world, and it is terrifying in there. That sounds like a black mirror. It is a black mirror, and they keep having things that go, shortcut this way. It's not a shortcut. You just it's start you new lives. Deeper. You taking you deeper. Start new lives in the kitchen area. There Harold, are, there where are, are you? families living in there. Yeah, no, for sure. Families. Well, look, honey, Sam got an A in a algebra. No, he didn't, because he couldn't get out of the store. He couldn't find his way out in the morning to go to school. Shut up. They'll kill us if we don't keep the ruse going. ha, <laughs> ha. Uh, my mom's here? No, Dave. We actually have a very special guest. Your mother's not here. My mother is here, Pamela Reynolds. Why don't you say hello, mother? Check the levels. Sibilants? Sibilants? Hello, everybody. There we go. Wow, she put on a, She had no accent uh, the she's whole time. She's from Mississippi. The whole time then we get in here, she's just down. Con woman from Mississippi. Accent. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, welcome. I'm sorry. Huh? About everything. What? About, okay. That's... No, this one actually be fine for your mom. You're okay. not, not going to be uncomfortable. All right. I, look, we can handle it's everything. about We've the been beginning of anal. Oh, my God. <laughs> she means cleanliness, mother. Cleanliness. Someone who's cleanly. Your mom's face. Yeah, no. Jesus. Imagine if that was what we had and you didn't say anything. <laughs> and I'm just sitting here like... <laughs> oh, my God. That was terrible what uh, I just did. Go start the car, Mom. We should get it heated before we leave. <laughs> Let's start it. Uh, that was good. Hey, guys, this episode was based on the article A Thousand Pounds of Dynamite by Adam Higginbotham, which is an atavist magazine, which is an awesome magazine you should all subscribe to. 1922. It's really weak. Near Bar Lord. Uh-huh. Janos Burgess was born in... Here's one. You ready for this one? Sure. Yazbarani... An agricultural town in central Hungary. <laughs> Jesus, what just happened? I shouldn't have done that to myself. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Janos Burgess. Janos Burgess, and he's born in the middle of Hungary. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he was uh, an only child. Okay. Uh, his dad liked booze and hated Janos. Oh, well, Dave, so, there's a little Janos in all of hey. us. Hey! <laughs> so... He was sent to live with his grandparents when he was three. Okay. So three, he's already worn out his welcome. They're like, God, this thing is awful. Go, Giannis. Uh, When he was 12, they sent him back. The grandparents are like, We're done with him, too. Yeah, it sucks. He's the worst. Yeah, you don't have, what's your Hungarian accent? Uh, Very similar to some of the other accents from uh, Europe. Uh (laughs) Yes. Uh, We're tired of Giannis. He is a bad kid. No, Giannis. We wait a while, but he's not good. It's amazing how... Terrible child. How I feel like I'm in Hungary right now. Yes, yes. Why wait? Eat Snickers. When he was 15, he ran away to Budapest. Sure. Wow. Dave with the shush. And, you know you're uh, with a baller now. Budapest. Excellent. He was taken in by a butcher in his family. Oh, boy. That happens. Okay. Uh, a lot. If you're on the streets... Uh, in Eastern Europe, often a butcher will take you in. Sure, right. Common. <laughs> right, yeah. He was a pilot in the Royal Hungarian Air Force. Okay. Janos claims after the war he worked for U.S. military intelligence, although there was no record. That seems to be the good cover job for the lunatic a lot of the time. Yeah, they're yeah. just like, I'm uh, also in the FBI, just yeah. so you know. 
you know, I shouldn't be telling anyone this, but I'm actually a CIA. Well, yeah, but you can't. Yeah, because CIA, you're not supposed to tell anybody. Yeah, so, exactly. yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, no, I work for the CIA. Yeah, I mean, I shouldn't be talking about it, but you seem cool. I actually work at the Pentagon. So, uh, uh, so don't tell anyone. Pinky swear this. <laughs> they don't pinky swear. They absolutely stronger than the oath of office. I've always said they slice an eyeball. Yeah, okay. and they exchange fluids. <laughs> oh my god, what? You. Yeah, clearly you haven't been in the CIA. I work for them. He was arrested by the Soviets and charged with uh, espionage. Okay. His trial lasted seven minutes. Seven minutes? Yeah. Okay, cool. So They really cranked him through there in uh, yeah. the Eastern Bloc countries. Yeah. <laughs> he was sentenced to 25 years hard labor in Siberia. Jesus, after seven minutes? Seven minutes. That's quite... So, uh, I imagine there was like a hello, how are you? Was it the people's court? No. Oh, that, that is seven minutes, isn't it? Yeah, basically. But edited down. Yeah, but still, it's not a lot. It's not like there's a lot of time. They, they do like yeah. nine a day. They're like, yeah. uh-huh. That's why Judge Judy's so great. Judge Judy is the most highest paid uh, person on television. Yep, and deserves every penny of it. He was there for eight years in a gulag and then released. And then Giannis went back to Hungary. Uh, he got the nickname Big John. Okay. Because Giannis means John. Uh, yeah, you knew that, right, Mom? Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. we both knew that. Yes. Mother and I share a, an, a love of history. <laughs> In 1855, uh, he met 27-year-old Elizabeth Newell, who was waiting for her husband in a restaurant. And Janos asked her to dance. Uh, and soon she was getting a divorce from her husband and marrying Janos. Based on the dance? It must have been a good dance. So these are different times. No, this still happens. What? In clubs and bars? That's how I met my wife. Oh, my God. There was a revolution in Hungary. Uh, I wish the next, that was true. The next year. Okay. You wish there was a revolution in Hungary? No, I wish that you had met your wife dancing. I met her dancing. Yeah, I wish. You danced? There's no way. I love dancing. Oh, no way. <laughs> I can only imagine, Dave, yeah. when people are dancing. No. It's Do not. you want to dance, Dave? Fuck them. Fuck That's this. exactly what happens. Yep. Uh, so there's a revolution in Hungary. Uh, they overthrew the communist government. That doesn't go well. The Soviets roll in with tanks, okay. kill everybody, and then that's the end of that. Now, Janos is on the wrong side, so he had to get out of Hungary now. Okay, wait, so he's trapped? Well, he would, he would help overthrow the government, and right. then the Soviets ro- roll in. He's like, I guess I got to go. Okay, all right. Uh, so he's granted uh, political asylum in the United States of America. Okay. It's our country. Yeah, that's that's The one we love. The, the what, what do you always say, my best country in the world? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he and Elizabeth arrived in 1957. Okay. They went to California and worked on a farm. Okay. It's an immigrant thing. We make everybody work on a farm. Yeah. No, that's what you and dad had to do. We did. Yeah. We yeah. did, yes. yes. After John got a job welding and pipe fitting, uh, they had two kids, Johnny and Jimmy. For some reason, for some reason Jimmy has a different last name. Well, why do you keep the so the first all, names are super close? Well, he's it's it's Johnny uh, Burgess Senior and Junior, and then the other kid is Jimmy and has a different last name. I have no idea why he has a different last name. I couldn't everywhere I looked, I couldn't figure it out. Well, Dave, this might be the time when uh, kids got to pick their last name. Oh my God, wouldn't that be Remember great? That phase. That's why my my kid's name is uh, uh, Finnegan Butt <laughs> yeah, Butt Poop. I'm Finn Butt Poop. I'll be doing your taxes. That is currently 50% of your his vocabulary. Your grandmother was Joan Burgess. Joan Burgess? Is that true? It's true. All maybe right. she's related to this wonderful man. Born in 1920. Okay. Oh. Maybe his mom? 
Uh, uh, <laughs> this is getting that. a little too real. No. It's a relative. <laughs> no. Big John started a landscaping business. He hated unions and enjoyed fighting. He was a scary dude. Other men were afraid of him. Okay. So that does sound like a relative of ours now. Yeah. He had a cruel sense of humor and was a bit reckless. Okay. Uh, he became pretty familiar with dynamite as oh. he used it Whoa. to blast wells Whoa. and trenches. Whoa. Pretty familiar with dynamite is a fun way of putting it. What's wrong with that? Uh, I don't know. It just seems like pretty familiar means that you'll be, you're into dynamite. You use dynamite a lot. Well. Oh, there that's not is. what I was picturing. He sort of looks like, uh, as, like if Vincent Price went straight. Like if he was yeah. like, you know, I'm done with the acting game. I'm going to get into dynamite now. He's, a, he, he's probably a little bit older than... You know, he is when we are in the story. He sure. Might, he might look a little bit younger here. This is Big John. Maybe okay. a little bit younger there. Yeah, he's definitely younger there. Uh, so uh, he keeps building up his business, and by uh, 1972, he's a millionaire. Okay. He has three businesses and 26 employees. He buys Elizabeth a restaurant to run, so things are just rolling. Okay. Things are, it's the best best time ever. So this is the part of the story normally when you just got to savor the moment because it's all about to go terribly. No. And Dave denies it. I have listened, actually. Uh, (laughs) I do know. Okay, okay. Uh, He owned three Mercedes, uh, but unfortunately lost his license for speeding so much. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, So he bought an airplane. Better. That's better. And Safer. He, he would fly from job site to job site doing crazy low-altitude stunts, sometimes with uh, the boys, Johnny and Jimmy, in the plane. Okay. He liked to buzz water skiers on a local lake or fly under highway overpasses. Whoa, what is he doing? <laughs> so he's a stuntman who's not being filmed? I mean, he's got, uh, clearly has some, uh, I don't give Issues? a shit what's happening <laughs> yeah. uh, thing going on. Hey, Johnny, Jimmy, whatever your last name is, let's get this water skier. Come on, we're going to go under the 405. So, uh, so yeah, it's a, that's a weird thing. And everyone kind of gets to know him. No, no, a lot of times if a guy flies planes under bridges, people figure, that's a guy I should know. I'm going to know this man. Um, so uh, at home, he enjoyed uh, working on inventions. Just like us. Okay. He was always working with wires and smoldering out in his workshop. So this man uh, ha- is, uh, mm-hmm. has a, <laughs> a soft spot for dynamite, uh, uh, and yeah, now he's yeah. getting involved in wires and welding. Uh-huh. And Okay, so his hobbies are great sniffing around what i could call a potential issue he had good ideas but didn't have enough patience (laughs) and was off beat often beaten to patents by other people okay the marriage was not good okay they both drank and often and they fought yeah okay sure uh i think that was everyone in the 70s no yeah right uh big john thought elizabeth was having affairs okay he said she was a nymphomaniac and using the restaurant to bang dudes in. Oh, so it's like Ozark, but with banging. Except also, but then don't buy her a restaurant. What? No. This, <laughs> but there's still, like, issues. You know what you got to do, Big John? Get rid of that restaurant. Yeah, That's how you it's fix fine. your marriage. Uh, for her part, Elizabeth would take off for days at a time. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Sounds a little more <laughs> So you more could nefarious. imagine where he was coming up with the your fucking other dudes thing. It's but, like when she goes out on a Monday and comes back on a Thursday. I'd still, I'm going to have to say, Dave, that's not the restaurant's fault. That I is, feel like it's all the restaurant. Uh, no way. No way. Yeah. This no. is what happens when you open a restaurant. Yeah. Order the 109. Um, you get to spend a week with the woman who runs it. <laughs> 
there's just one item on the dessert menu. Oh, yes. Liz? Yes. Liz Cream. I'm coming with you. Let's get out of here. I've always wanted to see Aspen. What? I want to go to Aspen with you. You ordered. Uh, Big John made... I'm married. Okay. This is my restaurant. Yeah. I love you. Uh, what? We need to be back by Thursday. Okay. Okay. Big John made Johnny and Jim work in the restaurant at night, and summers they worked landscaping. They would actually have to sleep with the crew at night. Okay. But that, like, they wouldn't go home at night when they were landscaping. They would sleep. I'll tell you who respected the guys, the crew. <laughs> the crew is definitely like, he's, all right, I'll tell you what, these guys are, they might be the boss's kid, but I like the boss's kids. Uh, so he, he would give them a haircut just once a year. Yeah, that's fair. Right after school ended. Sure. Uh, he would shave their heads completely with clippers. Sure. And then they go out to work in the summer, and their heads would burn and blister in the sun. Sure. Okay. I guess they didn't Is, have hats then either. It was the one time when people don't have hats yeah. on the show. So... At no point is he doing that as some sort of psychological thing, or is he just not learning? Boy, you know it'd be, probably be better to shave their heads in September. I'm sure it's when a, they're head back. Oh well, he also he also beat them. Good. Okay. Good. Well, we have clarity, so that's good. With belts, electric cables, uh, boots, coat hangers, whatever he had, he'd roll into the room in the middle of the night while the boys were sleeping and just attack Johnny. Once when Jimmy was six, he put his elbow on the table during a meal, and Big John punched him in the face, knocking out four teeth. Which is, which is a bigger etiquette foul? <laughs> knocking but you out. know what? Oh, Dave, of course, has his back. Well, is he going to put his elbow on the table again? I'll tell you what he's probably not going to do is put his elbow on the table. Well, or he's, he's probably not going to use his elbow for anything anymore. Yeah. He's, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's all part of the magic of Big John's training. How come you wear an elbow pad on your right elbow, Johnny? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, Johnny started drinking at 12 and smoking pot at 14. Okay. Those, by the way, in England, standard numbers for uh, youth yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, today. It's, it's not. No, come on. It really isn't. I've seen your country. Yeah, all right, Dave. He t- <laughs> uh, Johnny turned his rage on uh, Jimmy, who would then uh, turn to his parents for protection. At that point, Big John would beat up Johnny and then afterwards, scream at Jimmy for being a snitch. Wow. You can't. How do you teach both sides of that in well, the evening? Is. I know. He is. He's taking care of both ends. What did you tell him? Ah, ah. No, you don't tattle on people. Yeah. Otherwise, they get beat up. Big John hated snitches. Sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, so Elizabeth filed for divorce in November 1973. What about the situation? Was she not digging? There was I don't know. an issue she had? I don't know. Uh, but she moved into a trailer uh, behind the house. Oh, that's... Okay, sure, sure. That's where you go when you're divorced. Yeah, yeah. Big John sold the landscaping business and started flying to Lake Tahoe to gamble. There's just a lot of bad looming. There's a lot of storm clouds. Yeah. In July 1975, Elizabeth pulled one of her disappearing tricks again. But this time, it was different because she was found dead three days later in a field behind the house. Oh, boy. So she actually go very far mm. okay so now um, it's now it's taking a turn you corner, feel the gear shift yeah i'm wondering if she's got elbows yeah that's actually <laughs> a great question the, the guy just shows up i don't know who did it but this she doesn't have elbows though whoever hates did it, elbows whoever did this was obsessed with elbows god damn it elbows and snitches <laughs> uh so uh <laughs> 
She had a lethal combo of Valium and booze in her system, and the coroner ruled it a suicide. But there was one issue. Yeah, that that's the map to a good time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, She only drank vodka, and her stomach was full of whiskey, and a Mm. bottle was not found. Hmm. So what are what is? Well, she butt chugged whiskey, and they threw the bottle. Big John did what anyone uh, does after his ex-wife dies. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, after the funeral, he walked around the house, cutting her out of all the photos <laughs> in front of the kids. Hey, John, what are you? Uh, what? Are, how are you? How are you doing, man? Are you, how are you grieving? <laughs> and then he uh, took her ashes out into the yard and just dumped them in the yard. Her also a- the front. ashes of the pictures. No, just the ashes of, of her, her ashes. Wait, her a- this is post-cremation. No, it's pre-cremation. <laughs> <laughs> ow! Ow! Um, uh, so, yeah, he said he just dumped it in the yard, which you're not, usually you have a better sort of way to get rid of ashes. No, than, uh, I've always said I want to be dumped in the garden closest. Just, yeah, not a garden, no, just the, just the yard. I mean yeah. the garbage. Yep. Did I say garden? Yeah. No, I think I of garbage garden. as a garden. Yeah. If you leave it long enough, life will grow. So. Um, so he, he started spending uh, a lot of money and dressing very well. He took uh, the gambling up a notch. He liked Harvey's Wagon Wheel Casino in Stateline, Nevada. It's a great spot, though. Harvey's Wagon Wheel is great. One of the best. Yeah. If you get, if we go there on a day when Harv's there. Oh. And he's handing out wagon wheels. Thank you. Yeah, you'll have a good time, my friend. <laughs> You will have a good time. Uh, Harvey's was one of the first casinos built in State Line, a town on the south shore of Lake Tahoe in the Sierras on the border of California and Nevada. Sure. It was opened by Harvey Gross and his wife in 1944. Mr. and Mrs. Gross, yep. Across the street was Harrah's, his main competition. Tahoe took off as a gambling location, and soon Harvey was killing it. At Harvey's, Big John was treated as a big-time gambler. Okay. Harvey's gave him the best room for free. He started to get his own suite every time. Okay. Uh, he knew the staff. He was invited to stay at Harvey's ranch wow. once. So I was going to ask, what's VIP life at the wagon wheel? Right? Stay at Harvey's ranch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they even let him fly Harvey's helicopter once. Uh, okay. That's what? a little treacherous. I don't know. <laughs> Does he have a license, I guess, is a question? Well, yeah, he's got the plane license, but not a helicopter. But he, has, he can fly a plane. So they were like, well, try the helicopter. From, from what I can tell. They were tell- in the air, and he goes, take over, that kind of deal. Oh, there was one of those. So yeah. it's how you teach your kid. Yeah, it's exactly. You're at a parking lot. You teach your kid how to drive a little. That's how I teach my kid to drive a helicopter, fly one. Uh, is that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, figure it out quick. You know what I mean? No. He's eight. He's got it. Okay. Uh, so uh, with this uh, awesome treatment, John, Big John was spending more and more time in Tahoe. The boys had to take care of themselves. Well, it sounds like they could do a better job. <laughs> you know, why don't we not beat each other and we get haircuts whenever? How about that? Fun little wrinkle. Uh, one day, delivery chucks just showed up. 8,000 in canned food in one. Uh, 2,100 pounds of beef in another. What? Three entire steers and four lambs. <laughs> what? 200 pounds of hot dogs. Uh, Anything perishable? Put it all in the walk-in, a walk-in freezer they had. Uh, well, Big John told the boys there was enough food to last them three years and took off to state line for a month. What? <laughs> Good. I mean, what was he anticipating they were going to do? It's, I don't know. It's the 70s. This kind of shit happened that, all the time. Is that right? I think so. 
Mother? I used to leave you Cheetos, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Far different. Very much the same. Far different. Uh, Big John fell in love again. Okay. Uh, With a helicopter. April 1976, he married an 18-year-old waitress from the restaurant. From from the Wagon Wheel restaurant? Yeah. Oh, no, from no, the no, restaurant, Elizabeth's restaurant. Rest, yeah, okay. yeah, she doesn't own it anymore because she got... She's right, no, gone. her ashes are in the yard. She's gone. Yeah. Uh, so, 76, he was born in 22. Okay. 54. Sure. She's 18. Sure. It's cool. Yeah, uh, there's for, a lot to talk about. For some reason, the marriage only lasted a year. What? I know. Good Lord. Uh, then he started dating another waitress, uh, Joan Williams, who oh. moved in. We get to see her. Yeah. We'll oh. Okay. Uh, that's I could. That's the only picture I could find of her. Well, I like that she's uh, her purse is enormous. Yeah, she's got a book. <laughs> likes books. That might be yeah. it. Bible. Uh, so she's a probation uh, officer or something. Oh, so when she they met. Okay. So, oh, right. Okay. Uh, she moves in. Okay. She, she like waitress on weekends at the restaurant, but then had a real job. Probation officer by week, right? Wait. Okay. Uh, then a de- uh, debt collector came around one day. Hey, I'm here for all the ham. <laughs> You guys owe me nine pigs. Word is you got 200 pounds of hot dogs? Yeah, so uh, we're here for 150 pounds of your hot dogs, and we're here for four of the pigs. Uh, Listen, we ate the hot dogs. Look, we're with repo meats. (laughs) We're here to do a job, pal. Show us the mother load. Hey, boss, he said he's only got, like, half the hamburger. Bullshit! That kid ain't eating all that hamburger. Look at him. He's a Ten weeks. I'll tell you what, I smell hidden hot dogs like I've never smelled them before. This kid's sitting on a pile of cured beef. Hey, boss. What? Uh. You better not be quitting, because everybody's quitting. I'm going over to Repo Veggies. What the fuck? Why? What is it with them? I got a, I got like a digestive problem. We all, look, look. Just the older I I get, the hotter it is to eat meats. Once I find the right payroll company, I'm going to be paying you guys. For the love of God, give a man a five years to find a payroll company while he feeds you ham. I don't want to get paid in ham. Shh. How about this? Take a lamb, sleep on it. I don't want to. Take a lamb. I got like five lamb. Take a lamb. I don't have a walk-in fridge. Take a lamb. So they're all packed in. Take a lamb. And the ones that don't pack in, there's meat just piled on top of my fridge. That's called alpaca. That's not what that is. Oh, man. This is supposed to be a cash economy. I don't even this know. This is not a meat economy. I'll tell you economy. how bad I am at this. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Helen left a month ago. <laughs> and meet out. And dad. Matover. Uh, so it turns out Big John had bounced a couple of checks to Harvey's. Was he, I really want to picture that his main currency now is just beef or some sort of food. I mean, I would, that would be uh, So it's 900 hot dogs. Who should I make that out to? <laughs> All righty. Here you go. Uh, so he owed about $1,000, which he handed over when the debt collector came. Okay. A few months later, the restaurant burned down. Okay. Okay. Police suspected foul play. <laughs> okay. Big John got 300000 in insurance money, which he quickly lost to the blackjack tables. Okay. At Harvey's. Okay, great. He then sold his house to Joan to pay off his debts. Joan is the uh, part-time probation officer. Who, who lives with them right. now. Right, okay. Um, but even that wasn't enough. He still owed more money. So in 1979, Big John bounced 15000 worth of checks at Harvey's. 
The debt collector came back, and Big Sean said he'd be up in Tahoe soon. He would pay off the 1000 of what he owed when he got there, but he did not do this. Okay. What he did do was go to Stateline and lease a condo near Harvey's and hit the tables again. Okay, wait. But where does he owe the money to? He, Harvey's. So he's going to Harvey's and playing at Harvey's? Yeah. So what's the security like at Harvey's? Well, there, this is... So this isn't like a... I don't think Harvey's mobbed up at all. You mean the wagon wheel's clean? And this is a different time. Uh-huh. So I just think that maybe they were like, ah, maybe he'll come around. It's Harvey. Like, you know, they'd already gotten so much money from him that maybe... Like, now they would just cut you off. But I, right. I don't know if it was like that back then. Right. Yeah, maybe they just weren't talking about it. Um, so anyway, they, Harvey... That's just life at the wagon wheel. Yeah. Plus, it's a family joint. It's a wagon it's wheel. It's the wagon wheel. So <laughs> he keeps getting a gamble there. Um but life is no longer being kind to Big John. His okay. health is failing. Okay. He had two different ulcer surgeries and started drinking Maalox like water. Okay. Do you know what Maalox is? It's uh, uh, chalky water. I don't think they have it anymore. <laughs> they do? I think but they do. Do they? Well, my dad was a guy who You know what Maalox it. is, right? I remember it, yes. Yeah. 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 So my like, dad would drink it like water, too. It's like liquid Tums or whatever. Yeah. It's... It's well, a great for indigestion ulcer. I actually, I, I like to do a Makers and Maalox, which mm. is uh, on the rocks. It's kind of like a whiskey mm. white Russian. Mm. Little Maalox, little Maker's Mark, two ice cubes. Mm. Huh? Stir that up. Drink it right away so it doesn't congeal into a hard concrete. Oh, yeah. It's tasty. Little it was a Pepto-Bismol. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, I'll do a Pepto and vodka yeah. sometimes. And Makes then a just nice not, color. Not yeah, shit but, for a month. Uh, yeah. Maalox, uh, it was a thing back then. It, People just drank a lot of it. Sure. And alcoholics especially. And they would sometimes mix it with their actual alcohol. Oh, they really would? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, it tasted a little minty, right? Yeah. I, I think it did. Yeah. Yes. yes. Oh, that's why you got to have a Maalox Jupiter. Well, I, I would get the cream to mint and just pour it in and double the mint. You know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Little Baileys and Maalox. Mm-hmm. Get yourself a little Baylox. In the spring of 1979... Big John was diagnosed with abdominal cancer. Okay. He was put in a hospital with acute gastrointestinal bleeding. Okay. Uh, but after he still went and gambled, spending two or three weeks every month in Tahoe gambling to make back what he had already lost. Okay. So he's, okay. He has a plan. He, does he have a plan? He's gambling to make back what he lost. Sorry. So his plan is to continue to gamble and... He's gambling to make back right. what he lost. Right. The plan. Oddly, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. No. That's shocking. And then he shows up at Harvey's on New Year's Eve weekend and demands a room. Hey, I need a room. He's with a woman mm-hmm. who he's trying to show off to that he's a big time. That's family. how you do it. That's how you show off. Have nothing set up. Have no reservation. Just show up and demand. But he used to be able to do that. Yeah, but still, he knows the deal now. Well. He's not getting sweets at the wagon wheel no more. No, uh, The manager put him up in his usual suite. Well, Okay. But soon after, the manager came back and said the couple had to leave the suite because there was another guest who needed it. Okay, sure. So he's getting kicked out of his regular suite. Yeah. And he gets put in a tiny room that they could barely walk around the bed in. He got bumped. Yeah, seriously bumped. Yeah. He's obviously furious. The woman said to Big John, quote, I thought you were a big shot. I am. a. This is when he has to just take a look out the window and go, I was a big shot. <laughs> Just looks out at the vacant lot of the wagon wheel. They used to call me Big John. Used to cut. Not only was I a big shot, they used to call me Big John, which is why I got the big room, not this goddamn closet. 
Hello? Now they, uh, damn it. Now they call him a mid-sized John. Uh, Big John was 58 years old, dying of cancer, and had now been totally humiliated. So he came up with a plan. Uh, the ter- always, always bad words on the show, now, as you probably know. I can, I can see. A little while later, Jimmy shows up. Jimmy shows up at the wagon wheel. No, Jimmy shows up at Johnny's uh, house. Now, Johnny's moved out of the house. I think okay. I said that. Yeah. Johnny's now 19. That's Jimmy we're looking at. That's Jimmy. Okay. Uh, Johnny is now 19. Uh, he's a pothead and a roofer. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Roofer. It says something about the times we live in when now that to me means that it... Oh, my God. What? These are the guys? Yeah, these are his sons. <laughs> Look at them. <laughs> a little Sean Cassidy action going on yeah. over there. Yeah, look at that. It's uh, Like it's almost like if you said, give me a, a picture from the late 70s. Yeah, yeah. throw the glasses on, mother. <clears throat> Just okay. get you yeah. inspection. Truly. Oh, uh, golly. So on the right, Johnny is always high. Uh, he grows <laughs> pot uh, to uh, smoke and sell. Uh, yeah, right. So, he, so in other words, he deals pot. Uh, he's tan. He, he's rocking a thin little mustache. They yeah. both are, actually. It's yeah. Cute. Um, as a final touch, he drove a van with a sticker that read, when the vans are rocking, no, 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 he didn't. Yes, he did. <laughs> Welcome to Stereotypes, vans for sale. Uh, but that's probably, I mean, that truly is probably the heyday for that slogan. Oh, yeah. Like, this is before, that's like when people would be like, oh, man, that's hilarious. That is amazing. When, when the van, uh, uh, man, that's hilarious, because that means sex is, man, that's hilarious. No, no, I think he's talking about wrestling or, uh. Are you playing ball or whatever? I told you guys, I'm doing crunches <laughs> for the last time. I like to work out. Uh, okay, another sticker on, inside on the dashboard said, ass, grass, or cash, nobody rides for free. Wow, I mean. Yeah, yeah just... man, that's right. What do you pay, Dave? Let's say you get in. Those are your options. Like four hot dogs. <laughs> no, I don't. How come I got to eat them with the lights off and I can't <laughs> chew? <laughs> Uh, on Saturday nights, uh, Johnny raced motorcycles. Okay. Jimmy hated Johnny. Okay. They barely saw each other anymore. I think they hadn't seen each other in like three years at this point. Well, it definitely looks like one of them was just like, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a corporate route, and the other one's like tennis. <laughs> For sure, tennis. So Jimmy on the left. Jimmy is uh, different. He's 18. He's smart. Uh, he was in a high school program for the Brainiac kids. Uh, he lives with his dad. Very, you know, straight uh, You don't need kid. to tell people about the Brainiac classes who were you. in the Brainiac classes. Well, that's not you. Absolutely. No. I was in all of them, right, Mom? I got homeschooled. She'd always, yeah, I graduated. Remember when you put me in the garage for the smart kids? I can't quite remember all that. Yeah. Yeah, you fed me rabbit heads. Did you I? remember, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, gracious. Jimmy said, quote, Big John sent me to tell you he needs your help. Jimmy explained the plan. Okay. Big John was going to extort a million dollars from Harvey's by building and planting a bomb in the casino. What? Okay. The plan. <laughs> They're going to. Okay. Keep going. The boys. <laughs> Obviously insane. <laughs> the boys ended up laughing about it, thinking it would never happen, but things got worse for Big John. In March, the IRS said he owed $30,000. So, sorry, just to be clear, Johnny is planning on building a bomb inside John, of... Big John. Not Big John, John is, Big not Johnny. Johnny. Okay, right. No, right. The boys are talking about it. Though. Yeah, the boys, the boys talk about it, and they laugh about it, and they're like, that'll never happen. Uh, the one it's thing crazy. we can agree upon is that if Dad were to build a bomb inside of the casino, that would be madness. Yeah. 
so then he find, Big John finds out he owes the IRS thirty thousand. Okay, uh, and he starts talking about killing himself. Well, a bomb in a casino will do that. Then in June, Jimmy called Johnny to tell him Big John had found the dynamite he needed for the bomb. Well, okay, quite an update from the last time when you were like, imagine. <laughs> anyway, uh, oh, I should before I go, Dad has all the dynamite to build the bomb. He won't shut up about. Wait, are, are we doing this? Is this a thing? Uh, yeah, Dad's Dad's gonna do it. Uh, no. I gotta run though. I'm uh, dealing pot at this event, <laughs> but I gotta run. But yeah, no, Dad has all the dynamite to build the. Uh, bomb inside the wagon wheel because the irs is coming after him all right i'll talk to you okay take care uh so he did by found i mean he knew where it was he where, did, where they was just it? Need, he just needed to steal it were they hiding it or he just no. located where there's he, enough dynamite he for... located where there's enough dynamite okay the boys are still terrified of big john and agree to help him wow that's a new level of fear Okay. They thought he would get caught if he tried to get the bomb inside Harvey's, so nothing would actually happen. Yeah, I guess that's quite a... Hey, you know what our plan should be? <laughs> Let's not say anything. There's no way he'll get a bomb inside of the casino. So, one night, Johnny picked up Big John and Jimmy in his van, and they drove into the mountains to the Helms... The options are cash. <laughs> to the Helms Creek Hydroelectric Construction Project. They were blasting four miles of tunnels in the mountains, and Big John had scoped it out, and security was not great. The day he went there, he just walked in and looked around, and nobody said anything. Okay, so... uh, (laughs) It's a much different time with explosives. Didn't that happen in the White House this week? I was just going to say the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's how that book got written, right? Just like, act like you belong. Just like, hey, I'm going to take a bunch of dynamite. See you tomorrow, boys. What the fuck just happened? Sure enough, uh, they got there. They just drove through the gate. Yeah. Uh, They drove to uh, a shack that was marked Danger Explosives. This is where the explosives are. They cut the lock on the shack. They filled the van with boxes of dynamite and blasting caps. How is it that they're able to get all this, like, it's liquor at a country club that's closed? It's just the 70s. Well, here we go. <laughs> this is where all that dynamite is. Hey, those guys taking the dynamite. They're supposed to take the dynamite. Uh, I don't know, but I don't want to be rude, man. Yeah, yeah. Pass to the left. <laughs> uh, they drove. The whole thing took about an hour. <laughs> Nobody okay. said a word. Okay, so I think that once Dad gets to the casino, there's no way they'll be that polite there. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing's just like nobody wants to be rude. Does it look like that guy's building the bomb? Yeah, I don't want to be a dick. Though. But when people show up and look like they're supposed to do stuff, people are like, oh, you're supposed to be doing that, that thing. That is part, yeah. Totally. Even if it's taking dynamite. Yeah. Uh, so they end up stealing 18 cases That's of dynamite. That's what Beverly Hills Cop is based on. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Which is a true story. Yeah, it's a great documentary. Third one falls apart. Um, They stole 18 cases of dynamite. Holy shit. Which was 1,000 pounds of explosives. Holy shit. They stole 1,000 pounds. Imagine how much the van was just like sagging in the back as they drove. What do you got in there? Just dynamite. Where do you think they got it from? I mean, I don't want to be rude. Let them go. They put the boxes in the walk-in freezer, which had been purchased to hold all the meat. Uh, well, I bet they had a feast that night. I was just going to say, if the three stooges come over, someone's eating dynamite thinking it's a hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. A nice Uh, barbecue. Yeah, that's right. It's done. (laughs) 
the local paper ran a story about the theft, but no one seemed to care that much. Okay. Sure. Uh, Johnny's girlfriend noticed, though. She had been there when Jimmy came over to talk about the plan, and she immediately broke up with Johnny. Okay. Wait, so, so Jimmy... So we have the first person in the story with sense. Right. So Johnny's girlfriend, who, who was there when they were joking around, yeah. now puts yeah, two and two together. Right. And he's like, oh my God, they still thought, I'm out of here. What, baby, wait! Once he tries to build it in the casino, he's, they'll say something! He's not going to get it in! Oh my God, why won't anyone understand that someone will stop him? It just can't be anyone. Uh, Big John was suddenly very happy. Okay. Yeah. He was working in his shop every day, welding and smoldering, probably whistling away. He had a project. You know, I have half a mind to have a Maalox and gin. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Two weeks later, he had welded two rectangular boxes together using quarter-inch steel. So there's a large box um, that could fit all the dynamite in it. Cool. Uh, and then it's 26 inches high, 24 inches wide, and 45 inches long. Okay. The second box is smaller, and he welds it on top of the first one, and that's where like the brain of the operation is, right? Sort so of like the, the carry-on and checked bag. Like the carry-on and checked bag. Right, that's okay. exactly how they describe See, it. That's the way you gotta. That's how my manual. mind works. It's, that's that's a gap into my mind it's palace. It's an excellent mind. Thank it you. Really mother. is really great. It's Thank really you, a great mind. It's really great. See, sometimes Dave is sarcastic. Oh, I wondered whether he meant it or not. <laughs> sort of questioning if, I, if, his... I, if I know Dave, he meant that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he did. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Dave. Hi. <laughs> What's up? Uh, so it had eight separate fusing mechanisms. Good. If any of them were triggered, the bomb would explode. If someone <laughs> tried to drill outside, the bomb would explode. If someone tried to unscrew the screws on the top of the boxes, the bomb would explode. So, the lids also had pressure, pressure switches, so if someone took off a lid, the bomb would explode. So he's got- if the box was flooded, he rigged it with a floating device from a toilet, which would cause the bomb to explode. If someone tilted the box, the, box, the bomb would explode. If someone tried to insert something between the two boxes, the bomb would explode. <laughs> And he put uh, in a timer, and once the timer was set, there's no way to stop the bomb. Okay, so wait, so he's literally thought of everything. Yeah, who's moving this with him? Anyone? <laughs> I don't want to go with you. Just the whole thing is that we can't get it wet, and don't tilt it at all. Make sure the boxes don't separate. Don't put anything in the holes. Do not make new holes, and don't press the top. And we just got to sneak it into the middle of the wagon wheel. I mean. Basically, he built a bomb that cannot be disarmed. Right. That's so. Are the kids still operating under the? Uh, no one will be. No one will. Someone has to say. <laughs> I mean, come on. I think there's. I think they're just terrified of him. It sounds like that might be the culprit the whole time, Dave. So the plan was to put the bomb in Harvey's and give them information on how to move the bomb if they gave money. Right. So okay. if they give a ransom. Then he provides them information how to move the bomb, and then they could take it like out into Lake Tahoe right. and blow it up at the bottom of Lake Tahoe or something. <laughs> yeah, well, don't get it too wet. Uh, so Big John worked on the bomb through the summer. <laughs> I do love that he has his little project. I know, he's happy <laughs> he's to play He's just happy now. back there listening to CCR, just smoking. Right, what about, what about looking at this as a guy is able to escape from the, his cancer uh, issue? Just, I'm, to, having quite a, I'm having quite a renaissance summer. There's nothing wrong with the project. I'm finding me again. Uh, 
Big John, he works on the bomb through the summer. Johnny and Jimmy <laughs> didn't want to have anything to do with it, but they were also too scared of Big John not to. I don't want to be rude. Joan typed up the ransom note. Cool. So that's good. Uh, she let Jimmy read it, but only after he put gloves on first. Sure. So she's a mother figure. Yeah, for sure. This is before they were cutting out of magazines. Mm-hmm. That guy flipped the script. Big time. Magazine cut guy. Oh, that guy. People were like, well, that's what we do from now on. <laughs> My God. I mean, there's what well, we were sitting here typing. We've been writing with our left hands for yeah. a decade. I mean, seriously, the guy who did the first magazine he's cutting. Like, yeah, he's, he's like, oh, he, why, he's probably he had half, to have known he, what he was doing. And he's like, this is amazing. Or he's halfway. I want to kidnap so many people right now. Or he's got writer's block. And he's like, I just don't know if this is right. Am I crazy? Maybe people will just be like, think it's gobbledygook. Or over the top. Yeah, and then he drops it. He's like, it's as good as I thought. It's amazing. It's the Sergeant Peppers of Ransom Notes. People are going bananas. I've changed kidnapping. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. What did this guy do? You know what? Fuck this. Okay. I'm just going to tell everybody I did it because it's so great. I don't care about getting away with it. That's how they caught the first guy. (laughs) You like the Ransom Note, huh? You know, it uh, took a while, and my wrist was starting to hurt. A lot. <laughs> Not easy to find all National those Y's. Graphics. You know Ooh. where I found the Y? <laughs> Family Circus. Oh, okay. That makes Can you sense. believe that? That's amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, you're under arrest for the murder of nine people. I don't care. I understand That's that. the thing. <laughs> Uh, so on August 23rd, they were doing a little trial run with the bomb, putting it on a cart, because that's how they're going to get into the casino, right? They're going to put it on a cart, and they're going to wheel it across the parking lot into the casino. Okay. Um, like a, like a, what's known as a cartoon. Yes. This is called Ocean's Insane. Uh, as they were doing it, they were using a rope. The rope snapped. One of the wheels rolled over Johnny. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What are you thinking when anything goes wrong? Oh, my God. So the rope snaps, rolls over Johnny's hand, and he's furious, and he's done. He screams, quote, I don't want nothing more to do with it. I'm out. And he leaves. <clears throat> and then Jimmy says, if he's not going to do it, I'm not going to do it. That's and a great, he's out. That's a great excuse, right? though. Jimmy's the piggyback, got, the piggyback's yeah. a great one. Yeah. He's like, if my brother I hate can't do it, Ugh. I'm not going to do it. Look, I mean, this is crazy. I've, but he's leaving. The whole thing's falling apart because of what he started. Yeah. Go after him first. So... Big John called two friends, felon Terry Hall and felon Bill Brown. Okay. Both felons. Okay. Did I mention that? Yeah, you said felons. Both were big-time drinkers and out of work. Okay. So they need money. Uh Uh-huh. Big John told Bill he had a job that paid two grand for a day's work. Okay. So each of them get two grand for one day's work. Sure. Bill said... That's all they know, though. That's right. Bill (laughs) said, quote, who I got to kill. Okay. Okay. Well, potentially yourself, but we'll come down here and let's do this in person. <clears throat> so Bill and Terry slammed the beers they were drinking and headed over to Big John's house. Let's get some Maalox and then we'll head right over. <laughs> <laughs> Big John said he needed help delivering a machine to Harvey's. Okay. Yeah, it's a bunch of uh, hot dogs. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know all the meats I've been working with lately? I put yeah. them all in a box. Taking low hearties oh, for a big nice. surprise. That's nice. It's be a buffet afternoon. That's nice. That's classy. That's nice. That's nice. You know, you got a bad reputation, but you're a pretty good guy. Thank you. That's nice. Lots of meats. They call me Meat Meat John. Sure. They should work on it a little longer, maybe. Meat Johnny. Okay. All right. Now, hot, don't hot dog, do any more. Hot dog John. Johnny hot dogs. Johnny hot. Wiener John. Stop pitching. 
God. Hot meat. No, no. no. Bobby, Bobby hot meat. Johnny Dong. I don't even know. Half a cow. <laughs> Half a cow. Uh, so these guys don't ask why. They have no questions about what they're delivering or why they're delivering it. That's and they seem good. to think this is all normal, that they're delivering a mm-hmm. box of package. Oh, right, sure. Thing. A machine, as they say. Yeah. Did they get the... It, it, makes, it doesn't... There's no point. They're like, why would you give us $2,000 to deliver a machine? Like, nothing is questioned. Does he... I mean, does they're he run... They're also drunk. But still, you would think you, you've got to run them through the rules. You've got to, at some oh, point... Oh, he does. He runs them through the rules. Okay. So they're just like, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, okay. So don't get wet. Got it. Okay. Yeah, don't tilt it. Understand. All right, cool. Yeah, don't separate them. Understood. Okay. Yeah, don't touch any of the holes. Don't make any new holes. Okay. <laughs> Okay, yeah, don't touch the top too hard. Okay, yeah, take it in the middle of Harvey's. Don't do any of those things. Okay, yeah, you got it. Okay, boss, yeah, two grand a day. What are you going to do, huh? Yeah, okay, don't look at it. I got it. Okay, don't breathe on it. That's fair. No, it's understandable. All right, well, let's just do the job, huh? You got any more beer? Yeah, let's just, I'll tell you, can I put, can I put a beer on it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, brewskis. oh, oh I, yeah, right, because of the pressure on the top. Oh, right, right, okay, right, right, yeah, right, and right, I can't right. get it wet. Right. Okay, yeah, let's can do Can I it. hold a beer while I'm uh, pushing the thing? Yeah, well, what's the deal with that? Can we put it on someone's back? Okay. No. Okay. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. We'll drink the beer. I'll put the beer, beer in the pocket. We'll put it on beer hats. Beer hats. We'll put beer hats on. Okay. Here we go. Okay. So they leave at dusk. Big John drives, because as, as you do when you're delivering your machine to a casino, you want to drive through the night. Yeah. Well, and you also, you've got, to, you've got to drive, because the others are like, okay, yeah, so why, why don't you drive? Okay, we'll just go six the whole time. Okay, however you want to do it. You can't be like, hey, watch this. I'll just do a Yui. You're like, no U-turns. There'll be no U-turns. So they drink beers in the van the whole time okay. that they're driving. Okay. They drove all night and arrived at 5 a.m. Okay. They had breakfast, and then they went to a motel. Big John told Terry to get a room, but Terry was on parole, so he couldn't register a room under his name out of state. Okay. So he wrote a fake name down sure. on the card. Um, they stayed in the room until uh, that night. Okay. Uh, they drank and watched TV. Fun. Big John went out at 2.30 a.m. and told the guys to pick him up at a nearby airport. So this are is, they, are they, this is the kind of stuff they, that happens when you're delivering a machine to a business. So uh, I'm going to go out. Okay. Yeah, it's 2.30. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. And then you guys are going to pick me up at uh, 5 a.m. at the airport. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, don't stop. Just slow down enough so I can jump on the side. Okay. Yeah. Don't do a full stop. Okay. Yep. Got it. Yeah. So you can jump on the side and get in. Okay. And then Whatever we'll you just, want to do. Uh, you know, go ahead and take the machine over to the uh, Yeah. We'll casino. take the machine that we can't get wet, look at, or put anything on top of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Okay. Yeah. All right. See you guys in a bit. All right. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Hey, oh, remember, my name's different here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Benito. That's right. That's right. Jimmy Benito. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I guess we'll stay up all night then. Yep. Okay. Uh, so at four a.m. they went to go get him, but the van wouldn't start. Oh boy. Uh, Big John came back and called the tow truck, and, and they got a jump, and then the van was running again. What? So now they had to keep it running. Okay. <clears throat> then he had Terry and Bill change into blue overalls, and they drove over to Harvey's. Okay. Are there anybody, anybody asking anything at any point? Okay. No. So just get naked in the van and put on blue overalls. Okay. Yeah, you got it. Okay. We got to talk no. with accents or anything? No one's asking a question. You gotta st- we got to choose some weed or something in our mouths? <laughs> Should we call each other apple seed? How do you want to handle it? Tell us what to do. Okay. So 
he stopped and stole license plates from another van on the way. Okay, so you got a bunch of license plates from that van. Put it on this one. Okay, yeah, okay. They did not ask a question. Okay, no problem. Yeah. Not you even. want we should help or you want to do it all yourself? Okay, great. You do it then. Okay. Uh, they got to Harvey's at 5 a.m. <laughs> These two guys are just like, huh? <clears throat> Bill and Terry unloaded the box. Okay. It was heavy and hard to move. Well, boy, don't move it too much. They put it on a dolly. When they got it to the doors... A guy inside Harvey's just let them in and guided them over to an elevator. Look, 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 let me get that door for you, gentlemen. There we go. Move along now. <laughs> never said a word. The guy just never <laughs> said a peep. We think there's hot dogs in here. Bill then went back to the van, and Terry took uh, the bomb up on a dolly oh my God. to the second floor. Oh, my God. Just chewing gum. Now, Terry wasn't super drunk, but he definitely had a lot of beer. Jesus. He put, now he's told, he was told where to put it. Okay, right? yeah. So he puts it in a room on the second floor. Um, he took off the overalls. Okay. So he puts, it, he puts it down and he puts, it's got like, I don't know if it has wheels or what it has, but he, he puts uh, plywood underneath each, I think it's a wheel, underneath each wheel. Okay. Uh, and that's how he sets it up. Okay. As okay. you would do with a machine. Um, Are you going to bring up a picture of a dolly? Oh, oh my God. Look at the little box. So it's got, it's got wheels. But oh, yeah, it's got a little... Uh, that, that's the like actual thing? Yeah, that's the bomb. <laughs> Is that what you were picturing? Well, I wanted to do the photo. Yeah, that's yeah, the other one. <laughs> so, okay, just get a couple of us in here. Okay, <laughs> you want us to smile? It's the one with silly faces. Okay, okay, you got it, boss. Boy, these people are going to love all these hot dogs. <laughs> so, yeah, that's right, boys. <laughs> so then, as he had been told, he takes off the overalls and puts them in a Harvey's bag. All right, just got to get naked and put the clothes in Harvey's bag. And then John and then John told him to do that, so he did it. And then he went down the stairs instead of the elevator and went out through the casino, main casino floor, and out the front door. Okay, so he had stuff on underneath the overalls. Yeah, it closed on. Okay. Big John, uh, Terry, and Bill then drove off. Okay. Okay. They bought more beer, uh, drank a little bit, and then stopped at a creek to pee. So Big John is probably keeping them just drunk enough I to think not so. like really throw I, a lot of flags on the play. I 100% think that he's keeping them nice and buzzed. Hey, you know, I was just thinking, have another beer. Okay. Oh, never mind. I really think that's what's going on. Put on ZZ Top. So at the creek... The creek that they're peeing in. While the two guys are peeing, Big John throws the dolly into the creek. Okay. And for the first time, okay, Bill and Terry have a question. <laughs> hey, uh... Why would you throw away a piece of something I could sell for 20 bucks? Hey, Big John, um, <laughs> you know, we was just, just uh, talking as we was taking a leak in the creek, and, uh... Hey, why'd you throw the dolly in? <laughs> I mean, of all the fucking things. Of all the things to be... Okay, okay. Boy, is it just me or is it weird to throw something with wheels away? So... Never mind having to leave a robot in a room. So Big John tells them they had just put a bomb in Harvey's. Okay, 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 okay. Thanks, Thanks, BJ. And Bill and Terry are shocked. Okay. <laughs> you have to look, but you have to be like, boy, I'm an idiot. We are idiots. We are definitely idiots. I'm looking back now and I'm thinking, there's so many times. Don't beat yourself there's up. There's so many Don't times. Don't beat yourself up. How are we to know anything nefarious was taking place? Well, he was like 
change your clothes? Of course, it was a little strange to Don't change your clothes. Don't look anybody in the eyes. Of course, it was strange that he demanded no eye contact. Don't shake the box. Of course, there's not shaking the box. Don't chill the box. Don't no, look at the box. Don't, don't smell the don't box. Don't get the, the box wet. No, there was a lot of don't rules. Don't shake it. Don't put anything yeah, on it. Of course, of course. But how are we to know that that's anything other than maybe... The whole thing when we checked in the hotel under different names. Yeah, no, that's We got not... drunk all night. He went at 2.30 in the morning. Look, 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 Don't We switched the license plate on the car. Oh, come on. My dad used to do that all the time on family road trips. Don't beat yourself up. Don't Monday morning quarterback yourself on I this. I feel so goddamn stupid. No, but come on, we're not thing. stupid. He's very, he's very he shrewd. Fucking thing, though. This beer is so good. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I think we can fish that dolly out and make a quick 25. God, you're right. You know what I mean? I like working with you. ABC. Always be... <clears throat> chewing. Chewel. Yeah. Yeah. All right. right. Woods. Thank you. Big John, to alleviate their fears, said he had left... He had had, he had, had uh, Terry leave a note, drop it on the floor next to the bomb, okay. telling Harvey's to get everyone out of the building. <clears throat> so no one was going to get hurt. He's like, no, there'll be no one in the building if the bomb goes off. Because he left a post-it near it? Well, he left a, he left a note. It's a, it's a three-page note. Just tell, telling people what to do. Instructions also get everyone out of the building. Oh, I mean, is that, <laughs> does that sound... Like he cares? Well, he cares about the people, I guess. Does he? Well, or else he just have the bomb go off. Yeah, but I like what? Like, I mean, if you walk into a room no. and you have these two steel boxes, yeah. and there's three pages of loose leaf, mm-hmm. which one are you going to go? Huh? I'm going to take a look at. Oh, oh a letter! I got to do the card first. You're going to love this story. Oh boy. <laughs> On the way back, Bill and Terry got completely <laughs> shit faced. Okay. About a half hour later, a Harvey's worker noticed the strange box in the telephone exchange room of the casino. Okay. It was on metal legs, balanced on pieces of plywood. Uh-huh. He went downstairs to get security. The security guard had just taken a training course oh boy. on letter bombs. Okay. <laughs> he went in the room. He took one look, saw the letter on the floor, and told everyone who had gathered and was looking at the box... To back away. Called the sheriff. The sheriff arrived. The sheriff and the security guard poked the envelope with a broomstick. Wait, are you... Wait a minute. From behind (laughs) the metal box. No, no, wait. Okay, wait. So this guy has just been trained, and he's actually doing the right thing until people see him poking a letter, and they're like... (laughs) He has been trained... He thinks the letter's a bomb? He's been trained, just trained, in a course on letter bombs. Has he? He has. Are we sure? Yes. Okay. So he's poking it from behind the guard, the thing that, that, that was Let provided. me get on top of this box, and I'll poke it with a broom harder. Uh, they poke it, then uh, they realize it's not a bomb. Uh, inside the envelope are three pages. Okay. <laughs> the security guard took one page... Okay. And he leaned on the bomb while he read the page. What is going on? There's, until, all right. Until the cop, who was reading another page. Hey, uh, my page has something interesting about the box. <laughs> and he pointed at the bomb and said, quote, that's a bomb. What? <laughs> oh. You know, it's crazy. Oh, my God. I was thinking the letter was the bomb the whole I had, time. I had it reversed. I had, oh. You could see how I could do that, though, because look at the letter. Look oh, at it. Look at it. That makes so it much It was a very suspicious envelope. Now, this yeah. big box here, that's nothing. But, man, did that envelope look weird when I first uh, saw it. It looked like, really weird. Look at the, uh, this funny metal ottoman. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. 
So the building is evacuated. It's Labor Day weekend, so the, everything is sold out all okay. over town. Um, the FBI comes. The parking lot at that point was full of old people in their pajamas, kids without shoes, people in total disarray being loaded onto buses. Sure. The security guards are trying to figure out how to lock a casino front door that had been open 24 hours a day for 17 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesus Christ, there's no lock on this thing. Oh, boy. There's not even a way to close it. Oh, boy. We need the opposite of Houdini right we, now. We, the FBI and local bomb squad were taken aback by how well the bomb was built. Look at this. None of the bomb squad guys had ever seen anything like it. There appeared to be no way in. The letter, quote, Stern warning to the management and bomb squad. Do not move or tilt this bomb because the mechanism controlling the detonators will set it off at a movement of less than .01 of the open end Richter scale. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's not actually a thing. No, but it sounds good. But so what... It didn't I mean, sound good. Really, the, the bomb squad guy was like, that's total bullshit. But, but what, I mean, I'm sure this is where we're going, but like, what are your, if you read that list of stuff you can't do, you're like. Oh, wait. He says, don't, don't try to flood or gas the bomb. There's a float switch and an atmospheric pressure switch set at uh, 260 to 330. Both are attached to detonators. Do not try to take it apart. The flathead screws are also attached to triggers. Warning, I repeat, do not try to move, disarm, or enter the bomb. It will explode. Okay. Okay. And meanwhile, Terry had to drop that letter. Yeah, Terry. Boy, my like, fingerprints are probably all over that oh, thing. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it said the bomb was packed with 1,000 pounds of TNT, which would wipe out Harvey's and do damage to Harris across the street. There were three separate timers. Quote, this bomb can never be dismantled or disarmed without causing an explosion, not even by the creator. God? God. (laughs) Jesus, God? God? I am uh, baffled. It looks like even the screws have some sort of wire on it, and I... Boy, I don't even know how to... How offensive is it that your son thinks that God's a man? Boy, what am I? I, No, I actually, Dave, I don't. Okay? How about that, Jack? Um, So, I believe it's the Divine Mother, a tentacled being. The uh, letter asked for $3 million in used $100 bills to be delivered by helicopter to a middleman. Okay, wait. $3 million non fresh. Non-fresh. Bills delivered to a middleman yeah. via helicopter. Okay. More details would come. Sure, sure, sure. We just got to have a couple beers. Uh, it said the it said the details would come by post office. So that what? Was, I think that was also bullshit. <laughs> was there a part? Was there a part B? They were just like oh, now they're in there. Oh shit! We need to hire a middleman. After the money was received, the instructions would be given to disconnect. Uh, two timers so the bomb could be moved somewhere, it would explode without harm. Okay. Quote, there will be no extension or renegotiation, then transaction has to take place within 24 hours. I mean, this is a pretty good... I mean, he's done a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to make sure that's clear. <clears throat> they x-rayed the box, and they, yep, it was full of explosives and very, very complex. It seemed they were looking at the largest improvised bomb in U.S. history. It was sort of scripted. The FBI set up a control center. People drove down and parked nearby to watch. Of course. So word's out. It's on the news, so everyone's driving down to check it out. Yeah. So our IQ's always kind of been hovering around the same area. (laughs) It's just that we now have access to more terribleness. 
Well, when I was in, I think I've told this earlier, when I was in college, uh, there was a plane crash where a guy had shot up, shot a pistol on a plane and the plane had exploded. And we were like, oh, it was like 15 minutes away. Like, Holy shit, let's drive up there and check that out. Oh my God. And then we're walking there and we're not walking to the car and we hear, and there's body parts and we're like, oh, we didn't think about that. Oh, we should roll. Uh, we should not we should wash get it out of here. We were uh, just thinking yeah. like it would just be like, you know, burning well, if you'd gone, and stuff. you could upload it to YouTube. Oh, That's now, Lord. uh, so glad we Logan did not do that. Mm-hmm. You don't think about that stuff. Hey, why are you scarred forever? We had this good idea. Well, uh, so um, the FBI, uh, that army bomb squad was sent. Uh, the FBI sent 125 guys. Scientists came from Lawrence Livermore Lab. Like all these people are. Do you pouring need in. these people? Well, you do need experts. Like they do want as many experts as they can get. Too many cooks, is, I say, Dave. Yeah, Too okay, many that's cooks. Fair, that's fair. Uh, they spent hours inspecting the bomb every possible way. Oh. By 3 p.m., the National Guard uh, had set up a quarter-mile perimeter around Harvey's. Highway 50 was shut down. Boy, Harris was loving this, though. Oh, fuck yeah. Huh? Well, they showed... They showed uh, well, they didn't show, but I saw pictures of like people sleeping in the hallway at Harris because there were no hotel rooms anywhere. Wow, okay. Um, so the National Guard says the perimeter, the highway's closed down. And around 10 that night, they went to see Harvey Gross about the ransom and what he wanted to do. He was told the best thing to do would be to blow up the bomb where it was. Moving it, even with the instructions, could cause it to go off and kill the guys moving it. Harvey said, quote, there's no way I'm paying these sons of bitches any money. Okay, so he's... Okay. He's a casino owner. Okay. So Harvey's digging his heels in. Big John got back home late that afternoon. Though Johnny and Jimmy said they wouldn't carry the bomb... Big John made them swear they would help with the ransom collection. Okay, so they're back in it. Okay. Now they tried to back out, but Big John got angry and told them they had no choice. Boy, the power you have over yeah. those two guys. Yeah. They agreed. Big John told them to take two strobe lights he'd stolen, okay. ski masks, and jackets. Sure, sure. A three. You guys are going to join the insane clown posse. <laughs> okay. You're what are they going to call juggalos in the future? You boys ready to go to a rave? <laughs> uh, a three fifty seven revolver, a twenty two, a three hundred three rifle, a box of ammo, and a 12-volt motorcycle battery. That would be for the strobe lights. Okay, sure, sure. They put all the stuff in Big John's gold Volvo. Uh, Big Boy, John. Let, not a detail <clears throat> to be overlooked. It's not overlooked. It is. The, gold the first Volvo. thing I thought of was just like, wow, could you have a less conspicuous car? Ding! <laughs> um, so Big John and Joan drove her Toyota Celica. Well, Glad she, Joan's still in the mix. Yeah, yeah, she's not. She's in this. Yeah, Jimmy and Johnny followed in the Volvo. Uh, they dropped Joan at an airport near Sacramento. Sure. And then the men drove in the Volvo to a remote clearing in the mountains above Lake Tahoe. Okay. Jimmy and Big John got out. Plan was to use the strobes to signal a helicopter that would be flying in. Right? Sure. And when the pilot landed, they would hopefully over- not an epileptic pilot. <laughs> It'd be disastrous. When the pilot landed, they would overpower him, and Big John would then <laughs> Big John that? would then take the helicopter, which he didn't know how to fly. He only knew how to fly planes, but he had flown one, but not taken off. So uh, he would take the helicopter and fly <laughs> so- Jimmy and the money forty miles away, and then. 
Johnny would be waiting there with the Volvo, and then Jimmy and the money would get in the Volvo, and Big oh, John would they, fly to meet Joan sure. at the airport near Sacramento. Inside a and volcano. Then they, and then they'd all go home. and Right. Be, uh, done. Of course, yeah. It's go a perfect home. plan. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. Back in time for the Walton. Can you see how that could not go well at all? Well, it sounds like the explosive device was not the only improvised thing. All right, and then he lands. Uh, you guys beat the shit out of him. I, with no experience, shall fly it. <laughs> And then I'm going to go meet your mom. I would like you to start addressing her as mom. But uh, Big John forgot uh, the battery pack for the strobe lights. Oh, my God. What? So we're already... We're already Just light your lighter fast. So they tried to steal one from a closed gas station. So they drive back away from so the So they're about clearing. to get $3 million, and they're stealing... They're shoplifting. They're trying to lift well, they're, batteries. they're up in the mountains. There's nothing around. So they drive from the clearing. They get to this first gas station. It's closed, obviously. Can you imagine if you're the dad and your, your boys had to bring a battery? You built what they're calling the craziest bomb they've ever no, seen. he forgot the battery, not them. Oh, Big John did? Yeah, he oh. forgot to put it in the car. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, you want to know the worst part I did rem- I remember my wallet And I thought that's what I forgot <laughs> God damn it So he tries to break into Like a car at a gas station But the guy who runs a gas station Lives there and he comes out with a dog And a gun and they run off So then, they dr- then the only thing to do Is they drive 30 miles down the mountains Jesus. To Placerville And buy one at a shell station They buy a battery at a shell station and then now they, we're offering two packs. If you want to actually take advantage, this, I, you can get two packs. This actually for the happened. Price. No, shut no. The up. guy they were like, "Hey man, we need a battery." And the guy's well, like, "Well, tell me what kind of car you have." Now and he's we like, got. He's, they're like, we don't care. Just give us one. He said, no, I well, want to get now, this right. I got do boys. you have a Volvo or a Volkswagen or do you Just have a Chevy? Just give us a battery. Well, now you say that, but what I'm noticing that the Duracell has that the Energizer don't have. I want a goddamn battery. Okay, now let me tell you about why I would go with Energizer, and then I'm going to tell you why you should go with the single and not the double. Okay? Right now, we are running a special. Okay, well, you can get two Energizer batteries for $5. But in your situation, it sounds like you're not hard up for two. Actually, I'm sort of thinking you maybe want to go. Now that I'm pitching it to you, I'm thinking we maybe do go Duracell. How long, uh... Well, now let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. That lady over there. That lady over there. Let me tell you why. There's a lady in line. She's snoring. Now, hold on. Ma'am, you will wait your turn. Now, there is an (laughs) ever-ready... The third option that I have not even revealed until anyway, this moment. Anyway, they just throw money at the guy and take the battery. Okay. So they drive back. Now they're obviously way behind schedule because sure. they've driven 30 miles out of the way sure. to get a battery. By the time Johnny <laughs> dropped off Jimmy and Big John at the clearing, it's now midnight. <laughs> what is the helicopter pilot just doing loops? Okay, the helicopter was told to be waiting at the Tahoe airport at 11 p.m. to wait for instructions. <laughs> now, that's where he had gone at 2.30 a.m. when he right, left the hotel. Right, right. Uh, so the guy's there, uh, the helicopter guy's supposed to be there, and he's told that the instructions would come either by a payphone or be driven by a taxi. But the pilot is late. Because it turns out no one in the area wanted to help the FBI and let them use their helicopter. Okay. None of the local agencies stepped up. Wow. So the FBI had to fly in a helicopter from Los Angeles. Takes time. So 
Adding a minute. So right as the pilot landed, the helicopter, everyone's freaking out. The phone starts ringing. Wow. Okay. Uh, it's two twelve oh eight a.m. and it's Johnny on the other end. So Johnny's dropped him off. He's driven to a payphone. Sure. Johnny uses Southern accent at first. Great. How you doing? And then immediately dropped it. The next line. I only practice how you doing. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> Are you ready for the instructions? Wait, what? How you doing? The instructions go as thus. He told the pilot the instructions were in the phone booth and that he had three minutes. On the underside of the phone booth, the pilot found a taped envelope. He hustled to the helicopter and gave the directions to another... Could be a letter bomb. Yeah. Thank you. So he runs the helicopter, gives the directions to another FBI agent who's hiding behind the seats with a submachine gun. Okay. He is an ex-SWAT leader, now with the FBI... The co-pilot seat had three bags on it, stuffed with bundles of newspaper that looked like three million in a hundred dollar bills, but they just had like a hundred on the outside. Right. The, I mean, again, know. these are like thing; these are like movie tropes, but yeah. that, that probably were like this is still early in that. Yeah. Well, I checked the top layer; all hundreds. <laughs> this checks out for sure. <laughs> the SWAT leader reads the instructions, so he hands the note. The pilot hands the notes to the SWAT leader guy. Okay. <clears throat> Follow Highway 50 West, and after 50 minutes, look for a strobe light. Land and find more instructions taped to a tree. Oh, my God. They must just be like, this is ridiculous. Now, the FBI has other plans. Okay. High above this helicopter was a Huey carrying a six-man FBI SWAT team. The plan is for the first helicopter with the SWAT leader to come down. They're going to hit their lights. That SWAT guy with a submachine gun is going to jump out the door away from the guys, uh-huh. roll out, uh, then put on night vision goggles <laughs> oh boy. and hunt down the, the guys doing the extortion, right? And if that <laughs> didn't work, <clears throat> okay. if that didn't work, they bring in the guys from the Huey and just fucking blast the shit out of the place. So the Huey is uh, flying above Way just above, in case. so they can't even tell. Exactly. Okay, okay. <laughs> now Big John and Jimmy waited. And they waited. Okay. And again, their plan is to just beat the snot out of the pilot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> They're planning on fists against guns. Yeah. Submachine guns. Sure, for sure. Mm. And they wait. Uh-huh. And no hol- helicopter comes because the SWAT guy had read the directions incorrectly and, it was, and the helicopter's flying in the what wrong direction. What is going... <laughs> what is going... <laughs> Even the SWAT guy's like, I'm also an idiot, just to be clear. I, too, am dumb. I didn't go to brain school. All right, here we are, Bakersfield. Oh, man. So the pilot just keeps circling wider and wider trying to find this strobe light we'll he's supposed there. to be looking for. We'll get there. Finally, he, he gave up. He just sees a house party. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is, right down there. Drop me off. I'll put on the night vision goggles and beat him up. Finally, he gave up and just flew back to uh, Tahoe. It was very cold. Big John used gunpowder to start a fire as he waited. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, that'll heat you. Johnny stood around waiting for four hours in the dark. No helicopter with his dad and brother came. Okay. He finally drove uh, to Joan. Uh, the two of them listened to the car radio where the governor said there had been confusion about the drop and uh, they still wanted to pay the ransom. So, so the governor is just on an open channel being like, hello, guys, yeah, he's trying uh, to, we're still down. He's trying to reach the extortionists. Okay. Right? So Johnny and Joan 
decide to drive back to get Big John and Jimmy because they know that they're just waiting there. Someone's running out of gas eventually. But as they're driving, Joan slides off the road and crashes into an embankment. What? So now Joan is bleeding from her nose and her head. <clears throat> they got the two of them get in the Volvo and drive towards Jimmy and Big John, who they see just walking down the middle of the highway. What is, I mean, at any point, is someone just going to admit this is going horribly? <laughs> hey, guys, can we just take a minute and say how bad we're doing? I think it's going great. I don't think it is. We're about to turn a corner. <laughs> so it's around 6 a.m. now. Oh, my God. What? So? It's Wednesday, August 27th. Uh, it's light out now, and they have no money. Strobe's really going to take a hit. Now, Joan is still bleeding, so they take her to a Placerville hospital. Okay. Uh, Big John told Johnny to call the sheriff's office and tell them to flip switch number five and wait for more instructions. Practice your southern accent. Now, <laughs> now five is just a dummy switch, but he figured that would buy them more time from the 24-hour deadline. Five is a dummy switch. At 7 a.m., they start the drive back home. Johnny uh, was late for work at the roofing company, What's so that? he's speeding. What's his excuse? <laughs> I was um. Okay, so you know bombs? (laughs) I was throwing a ray for a helicopter friend. So he's speeding, so he's not going to be late for work, and a a California Highway Patrol officer pulls them over and writes him a ticket. That's it. it (laughs) The nerves. At Harvey's, they're obviously worried. The deadline has come and gone. Sure. They figured the bomb could blow up at any time. Every expert there has his own idea on what to do and how to handle it. Uh, the leading one was to use explosives to blow it up. That's so what you got to do. To use... Blow it up with a bomb. So the idea is to use this well-placed piece of brass that... I'm not going to go into the technical things, but the idea is that you blow it in, and it it's the fastest way to get this thing in there, and then it cuts off... A lot of uh, the wiring, essentially? It like says it severs the fusing mechanism, okay. so it, it cannot blow up. So That's you shoot a, you basically shoot shrapnel <clears throat> into the bomb, hoping that it'll cut but lines. You're, but that, you're doing it, like you're, you're purposely blowing it in a direction and using a very specific sure. piece of metal. Sure. Um, I think they should obviously just pour, whiskey, though. They whiskey. pour a bunch of water on it. Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. Put a little Mylanta or Maalox in it. At noon, everyone there voted and agreed to blow up the bomb. And whoever voted for Pee Wee Herman, ha-ha. We're Not sick cool, of that. boys. Okay. Trump. Who said Trump? <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. All right. Go, go on, guys. Let's focus on things that could happen. Um, a, defensive, a defense contractor in Las Vegas made the brass piece, and it was flown by helicopter to Tahoe. <laughs> we got this pilot who's dying to fly. <laughs> this guy loves flying. He's bored. He loves it. <laughs> Hey, Jimmy, how about you don't fly to Texas this time? Oh, for God's sake, one time. The SWAT guy read the directions wrong. Okay, SWAT guy, yeah. There was no SWAT guy. (laughs) That's an amazing wrinkle to this. (laughs) By the way, the pilot uh, invented a SWAT guy who's been with him a lot. It's kind of like his, well, his Harvey, to be honest, ironically. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, So at 3.10 p.m., the lead bomb dude, whoever he is, positioned the explosives and the brass piece. Okay. Around Harvey's, all tourists are lined up. Let's get closer. Some are wearing. Oh, boy. Ready? Yeah. These t-shirts. I got I bombed got, at Harvey's. Oh, my God. People are already, there are dudes selling shirts out on the street 
It, merch is already happening. Merch. There are already dudes selling the shirts that say I bombed at Harvey's, and people have all got them on. Oh, my God. I need one of those. Gamblers were placing bets on what would happen. Okay, okay. <laughs> hey, um, what's the line? What's the over-under? So, as I said, there are tons of people waiting. Boy, we're... It's just... They, look, look at this. There's just oh, all these, guy. All these I mean, fucking people staring just, at the hotel. Yeah. yeah. Well, I always think of that when there's that, that picture of that tsunami, and there's like, oh, yeah. there's that huge tidal wave, yeah. and there's like people like taking pictures of it right before, you know, there is something where you just, you can't Yeah, you can't register. take your eyes off of yeah. it. Yeah, I agree. So, um, a deputy called out a nice warning. Nice shorts on that guy, too. Oh, there's always nice shorts look. in the 70s. Nice look at look. socks. Yeah, it's all Yeah, that. for sure. A deputy calls out a warning over a PA of his patrol car. The county bomb uh, squad guy said, quote, fire in the hole and okay. touched uh, a second wire to a battery. It was 3.46 p.m. He then said, quote, holy shit, but no one heard it because Harvey's was blowing up. Oh, my God. Wait, okay. <laughs> and then the more that we were getting close to it, the more I was thinking shooting brass inside of a bomb doesn't sound that great. And by the way, it's just because they hadn't heard from him. They were just like freaking out. Well, but understandably, like I mean, he didn't give a twenty-four hour notice. Yeah, but still, I think like I don't know. I, I mean, to me, it seems like the smartest idea. But look, nothing was going to work. Okay. Concrete and plaster rained down. Fragments of wood, metal, and glass <laughs> so sprayed Harvey's blows up. out from both sides of Harvey's. A cloud of white dust <sighs> came out of the second floor, enveloping the building. The crowd whooped. Now, I couldn't find... I, I, found, uh, I found a video of, of them whooping at one point. Okay. But then I couldn't find it again. But okay. it's literally... <laughs> people going, whoo! All right! And, and All right! <laughs> All right. So people are super into it. Uh, of course they are. Explosion? Explosion. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So it's oh, done. So Harvey's is done. Um, oh, jeez. Oh. Yeah, it's, it, it's no, it was no joke. I mean, he blew up the hotel. <laughs> so I can't wait for the news to travel to Big John about his, wow. Game over. Yeah, they blew up the hotel. Okay. Um. Uh, so a cloud of white dust came out of the second floor and enveloping the building. The crowd whooped. A five-story hole had been blown out of the middle of the casino. It reached from the fifth We're floor. We're still doing pie gal, guys. We can still do pie gal. We're still doing pie gal in the dime slots. Those are still working. Kino's still going. Kino's still going. And we're still doing the Mai Tais, two for ones. A five-story hole had been blown uh, uh, all the way from the fifth floor to the basement. Toilets and TV sets were dangling. Drywall, clothing, uh, sheets, Water's pouring from pipes. Five minutes later, Jimmy called a sheriff substation just north of State Line. How you doing? Quote, if you still want the exchange, I'll call back in one hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, okay. And he hung up. Yeah, I think that went pretty good. I think uh, they definitely sound frazzled on their end. I think we just might have gotten the upper hand, gentlemen. Oh, my God. So great. <laughs> Uh, so, um, oh, I moved this ahead. Sorry. I apologize, mother. He's moved it ahead or something. I'm super drunk. This yeah. wine is really great. Yeah. If you get a yeah. chance. I apologize. He it, does it's fun. all right. Don't worry. I mean, I would hate for you to be offended by his behavior. I'm not a bit so, offended. Okay. No, so Jimmy, Jimmy uh, we'll come to you on. when we're ready, Dave. <laughs> Jimmy hangs up. Uh, Jimmy and Big John get into their car that they were driving in because they're going back to pick up Joan from the hospital. 
That's when they heard the news on the radio. Okay. Oh, my God. After they make the phone call. And Big John said, quote, well, I don't have anything to live for now. Oh, God. Oh, my God. (laughs) So he's taking it hard. Yeah, I'd say so. But it it was his months of work. It was his whole summer. Yeah, whole summer. It was his whole summer. 30 minutes later, they watched footage of the explosion in the waiting room at the hospital. Oh, my God. I mean, now. Watching you, know a, it. you know a stranger comes up. You believe that? Some fella apparently wanted money for it. Uh, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> Big John watching it was pretty impressed. I gotta say. Quote, it worked pretty good. <laughs> I say we go to Harris. <laughs> the day after, Big John called. So they all, they're all home. Big John called Bill and Terry and told them to come over to the house. I've got some interesting news. Uh, they were very scared. <laughs> okay. But went anyway. Big John started to tell them about his new plan. Oh, no. To blow up Harvey's. Oh, my God. He's blowing <laughs> Harvey's up again? What is this? The next day, Wait, so- he is talking about blowing up Harvey. Well, gentlemen, I realized we had a bunch of flaws in the first plan, and then around 2 o'clock, I went to bed angry. I woke up at 4 a.m., and I had a revelation. We need to blow up Harvey's. We just, uh, we just... Again. Uh- no, but right now... It's, we need to do it again. Hit him where it hurts. It's got a hole in it and stuff flying out. There's still two-thirds of the building that remains that I think is fair game, gentlemen. And I'm proposing that we take advantage of that. Now, granted, we're going to have to sneak in there with another box. Probably won't be as good as the one I spent all summer on, but we'll get in there. Let's get our hands in the middle, guys. Nope. One, no, two, three. No Whoa, we got this. Only you. Uh, turns out uh, Bill and Terry are super not interested. <laughs> so then Big John gets mad and says if they told anyone about what they'd done, he would have them killed. Now, they were obviously scared because they thought he killed his wife. So they're right. not going to do anything. Right. Two days later, on Friday afternoon, enough debris was cleared from around the hotel to open part of Harvey's casino for gambling. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I cannot wait for Harvey's to get word on part B. <laughs> You know, no, no, buddy, you didn't get the memo. That's from two days ago. No, we found a new one. The old lake room was intact and back in action. <laughs> it's just the best. <laughs> and by the way, who's, who's going? going? Who's going? So, so, so uh, I, you would have hit uh, 14, but unfortunately that piece of rubble made it bounce to double zero. Sorry, everybody. So I had a friend who, whose parents had a cabin up near here, and right... After this, we went up there like a week later. Okay. We went up to the cabin and he and he liked to gamble, so he drove to Harvey's to to State Line and gambled and we stayed in like the kids area. So it was like a week later. And Harvey's It wasn't Harvey's, but it was another place. Okay. But he gambled Right. Okay. I mean, if there's a time when you're like, Well, what about not going to State Line? <laughs> yeah, yeah. With the kids. Yeah. Oh no, they just got hit. It's a lot like roulette. It's not going to hit again. <laughs> so uh, a $200,000 reward uh, for information was offered by Harvey and the other casino owners. None of the witnesses could agree on what the suspect looked like. Uh, then the manager of the Balaho Motel near the airport called. He said two men driving a white van checked in the day before the bomb was found. I'll never forget it. It had a really funny thing on the back. It said, if this van's a rocking, <laughs> uh, how did it go? Don't come a... Uh, no, no, no. If this van's a knock... 
If this fans are sucking, don't come up. Uh, no, no, don't help. Don't help. Don't help. Don't help. Don't help. It'll come to me. I'm fucking ladies in this van. That's How it. about that? That was it. That was it. Yeah. That was it. How about that? Yeah. I think so. If the door's locked, I'm masturbating. That was it. Oh, yeah. That was it. That was the that one. That was the one. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, so, mother. He said the guys had asked for jumper cables at 4 a.m. and checked out soon after. Real professional gentlemen they were. Uh, but Terry had given the wrong name because he was on parole. Right. He had, however, oh, no. given the correct license plate number. <laughs> Smart, Terry. The DMV. Well, I don't want to lie a bunch. Now, the DMV department had an application for a title transfer on file, meaning the van was in the middle of being sold or whatever. Uh, so they'd have to search for it by hand, which would take a long time. Okay. Forensic wasn't getting anything from the crime scene. They had a list of several hundred suspects and considered the IRA, Iranian students, and the mafia. They even hypnotized witnesses to try to get details. Uh, that's, a, that's a great movie right there. <laughs> uh, after around a month, uh, Jimmy was woken up by a noise in the middle of the night. Oh, boy. It was Big John. He'd just come back from stealing another dozen cases of dynamite. Yeah, I got good news. We're getting the band back together. <laughs> but my gut's feeling good again. I think we could do this for a while. He put... Uh, By the way, they put in no new security measures up there. <laughs> Still just giving dynamite away. Uh, so he put it in the walk-in freezer. A few days later, he asked <laughs> so Jimmy... It's, I mean, it's, it's all it's the, the same. Nothing changed. It's just the sequel. A few days later, he asked Jimmy to help him move it, and they drove a few miles to the edge of town near Elizabeth's brother's farm. Okay. Right? So his ex-brother-in-law. Right. Big John had already dug a hole there, and they buried the dynamite, dynamite about 700 pounds of it. Oh, my God. Okay. In October, the hit on the license plate came back from the DMV, and it was one John Burgess, Johnny. An FBI agent came to Big John's house and asked about the van. John said it wasn't his. Big John said okay, it wasn't his. Right. And that it was his son's. Oh, good guy. Good, <laughs> good, good daddy. Nice dad. That's my fucking kid, right? Uh, and that knucklehead. He's that always talking about bitch. building a coffin bomb. Nobody likes that, punk. Yeah. So he throws his kid under the bus. Sure. Um, the FBI agents come back, I think, the next day. Uh-huh. Um, Oh, so uh, like I said, Johnny had sold it and just gone back to roofing. So he's everyone's back at their thing. Doing, so everybody like, really handled. Okay. Um, so he he comes home or he comes to the house, and then Big John, Jimmy, and Johnny come up with a plan or a story for the FBI. We got to blow the FBI the- up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. So Johnny would say to the FBI that he driven up into the mountains to look for a place to grow pot and that the van had stopped running. Okay. So he hitchhiked home and went back to get the van after a few days and who knows what the van was doing while he was away. Oh, somebody went. You seen the license plate? The bumper sticker situation? What I like about the plan is that this criminal returned the van. Thank you. I like that. When the FBI agents came back, Johnny gave them the spiel. So, uh, yeah, and then I came back and it was there. So who knows what happened to it Tuesday to Thursday? No, he had no idea how it ended up at the hotel. He said when he came back to get the van, one of the door locks was open, which was weird. Now that I think about it, that is kind of weird. Also, some cassettes had been moved around. Which I would never do. I keep mine alphabetized. And the agents told him 
him his story was fucking ridiculous and that he was clearly lying. Whoa, uh, gentlemen. Hey, now. We're all professionals here. Come on, boys. Uh, He was now on the list of suspects. What? But the cassettes! By November, uh, the Harvey's explosion investigation was one of the biggest and most expensive in FBI history. But the FBI had nothing. On December 1st, the investigation was scaled way back. It would now just be handled in a small office in Carson City by three agents. So they think, it's, they, think they just got nothing, it's fucked, and it's over. Okay. Big John got into a fight with his ex-brother-in-law and dug up the dynamite. Okay. He rigged some of it under a wooden bridge on the farm. You could hear the explosion all the way across town. Jesus. <laughs> so he's playing it cool. Yeah. <laughs> you think that's a problem, Aaron? No? Can you hear the podcast? Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say. In January 1981, Johnny was served with a subpoena to testify before a grand jury in, in Reno. Okay. Johnny went alone. The jurors listened to him. Johnny was very casual. Sure. He didn't think they could prove he was lying. Okay. Nothing came of it. The investigation was running on fumes. On May 13th, 1981, after 18 million in repairs, Harvey's formally reopened. Okay. The reward was now at 500000 and Big John is making plans for his next score. He went to the new Harveys to check it out. No, no, no. I mean, can you imagine being security? Is that Big John? Yo, I don't want to be rude and ask him. I mean, there's no way he'd come back. He also checked out uh, maybe doing this at the Bank of America building in San Francisco. Okay, so there were options. Yeah. Uh, the 500000 reward is what finally led a guy to call. He had dated a girl who told him what was going to happen before it did. Okay. Her name was Kelly Cooper. She was Johnny's ex-girlfriend who had been there the first day Johnny right. had told the plans. Okay. Uh, it was now on. The full investigation focused on John Burgess Sr. and family. Uh, they went. They dug up everything on the family. The gambling history, the association with Harvey's. The dynamite. The, and even the embarrassment on New Year's Eve, uh, possibly killing Elizabeth, burning down the restaurant. By July, 44 agents were working on the case. Okay. Johnny, Jimmy, and Big John were followed all day, all summer. Still, the FBI could not find a single piece of evidence. They hoped to find that Big John was planning something else. Oh, of good course, news. He was. Oh, good news. At the beginning of August, Big John went to a Fresno electrical supply store and bought 20 switches. <laughs> right away. Right away. That's it. He's got 20 switches. Nope. He told Jimmy this time Harvey would pay $5 million. Okay. On August 12th. You idiot. We got dimmers. 1981, the FBI head agent went to Johnny's door and asked uh, him again to explain his whereabouts and what he'd done on August 26th. We went through this. And Johnny did again. But this time... The agent poked holes in his story, and Johnny had trouble answering any time he'd ask questions. Right. He was stumbling. So you can poke new holes in his story. Turns out. Right. Uh, it turns out his story wasn't making sense. <laughs> the next day, that agent went in front of the grand jury and told them everything Johnny had said and the evidence that proved he was lying. Johnny was indicted for perjury and arrested. Okay. Jimmy uh, came down voluntarily to talk. They both stuck to their stories for a while, but finally Johnny cracks, and then Jimmy, and they started talking. They wouldn't stop talking. Okay. Big John and Joan were arrested. Uh, He blamed Johnny for shooting off his mouth. Okay. The boys were kept in protective custody in Fresno. How old are they? They're 19 and... Okay. Uh, Well, Johnny turns 21 while they're in protective custody. Okay, they're still young. Okay. 
Uh, they're in the Fresno Hilton, and they're allowed to order whatever they wanted. Oh, my God. The fact that that's something you're telling me. Johnny had a blast. I wonder if I have that picture. Oh, boy. Oh, I don't see it. All right. Um, I had a picture of them hanging out with the FBI agents. It's oh, so they just are like... It's there? Where? Right in the oh, right there. Okay. Um, so they're hanging out with the FBI. He, the FBI agents on his birthday give him a card signed with the nicknames he had given them. Oh, so they're, I mean. I mean, they're oh just having boy. a good time. <laughs> the dads they never had. They're in front of the prison. Yeah, right. Um, look at his shorts. Yeah, I mean, honestly, could it look like he's wearing a nighty more? And his white socks. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's a hot great. look. At the trials, the boys were great witnesses. They had great memories. Big John, after a while, decided to act as his own lawyer and fired his lawyers. Uh-huh. He told the prosecutors he built the bomb, but that he'd been forced by the mob to do it. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, as a lawyer and if he blew up Harvey's his debts would go away but if he didn't they'd cripple him when he cross-examined his sons he suggested Jimmy put him up to bombing Harvey's to get college money (laughs) he he also suggested the leader of the Douglas County Fire Department bomb squad had blown up Harvey's so he's kind of swinging for the fence yeah for sure on March 7th 1985 Janos Burgess was found guilty on eight counts he got life in prison Johnny and Jimmy pleaded guilty and got immunity. They did not serve a day. Yeah, the FBI are like, come here, you scam. Come on, you guys. You're sentenced to noogies. Bill and Terry got seven years each. Okay. Uh, Joan got seven years, but it was later overturned on appeal. Okay. The boys never saw Big John again. Uh, Jimmy wrote a letter apologizing, quote, you are the smartest and most remarkable person in the world. Huh. I respect you more than anything, and I will try to be worthy of you. I often lie awake at night thinking of what I have done to you. I cry often at the thought of what I did. <clears throat> Feels like the letter should go the other way, but that's fine. Yeah, well, I definitely think maybe to some extent there's a a, a little bit of uh, protectionism in that, that you're just like, just in case he chews through the bars like a psycho. <laughs> I just want him to know I feel bad. Because the last thing you want to hear is like, you hear Big John's out? Oh, shit. Oh, good God. I should have sent the letter. Uh, Big John died of liver cancer in 1996. Bill and Terry uh, were released from prison in 1986. Bill died in 1994 and Terry in 2005. Jimmy started a welding and fabrication business. He had three kids. Is that where you just weld and say you do other things? Yeah. Yeah, we weld and uh, we make canoes and uh, I'm vamping. I don't know anything. We're just welders. Um, He coached Little League. He raced cars in his spare time. He had a nice business and a nice life going. Well, okay. Johnny had a worse time. He had the same name as Big John, mm. and so people didn't want the son of a bomber working on their roofs. It was a John, yeah. I mean, It's yeah. the exact same name. Yeah. He moved to Bakersfield and started doing a lot of cocaine. And that's, it, that was law then, right? Yeah. Yeah. His fiance died in a car accident. He moved around. Uh, uh, he was drunk, and he got in fights all the time. He would get locked up for a few months at a time. At one point in prison, he wrote a book about the bombing, and he embellished it, and he published it himself, but as a novel. A year later, he had not sold a single copy. Boy, that's tough. A plexiglass... Your family won't even pick one up? It is terrible. So, a plexiglass model of the bomb now exists. Oh, wow. And it is still used to train the FBI's explosive technicians in Quantico. Wow. So, it was so complex... That they use it to train people. Still. Yeah, it's still considered one of the most complex bombs ever made. And what you didn't have was the plexiglass. Right. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't see any of that. Oh, wow. Crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah, you weed them out real quick. 
Would you get it wet? Yeah, probably. <clears throat> get out. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, good God, Jimmy. Wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> and then the dollop has new art. Oh, so now we're just going to take a... Which is for sale. You see that, Mom? To go to, to, to Redbubble. Fosdyke's Redbubble page, and you will find our art, and that's Aww. the new Mother art. loves Jose. Look how small he is. He yeah, here we well, go. Well, that's not life-size. Life-size, he's like a... That's like a cow. It's like a small cow. Is that why he's in the water? Yeah. He's comfortable in whale? That's cream. It's not water. That's cream. Y'all notice I would point out that the jaguar's not fucking with him. So that tells you something. All right. So uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for coming, Mother. That was a long one. What did you think? It was fabulous. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah. Do you want to say thank you to Dave? Thank you, Dave. (laughs) Thank you for coming. She's polite. You (laughs) can just the English. You can just make say thank you for anything. You know, it works. Yeah. Yeah. Thank me, Mother. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome, Mother. All right, right. we sign uh, bombs that the FBI still uses people to uh, learn how to disarm bombs. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this this podcast. Uh, Listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, This is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. 